0: Welcome to the First Time Facilitator Podcast. Whether you're a first time facilitator or a seasoned pro, listen in for tips and tricks to make a bigger impact at the next workshop you deliver. And now, your host, Leanne Hughes. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. I'm your host, Leanne Hughes, and I'm here to help you create unpredictable workshop experiences that predictably work. If you're tuning in for the first time, this is part five out of seven of a seven-part mini series I'm posting in the lead up to an epic podcast episode on Monday, where I ask over 20 facilitators what they wish they knew when they started their facilitation business. And I'm sort of warming you up for that grand finale by sharing a tip that I wish I knew every day. So this is day five. And yeah, if you'd like to listen to the previous four episodes, they'll be in your podcast player as well. And if you'd like to get notified as soon as a new episode drops, just hit subscribe in your podcast player of choice. I'm also closing doors on Tuesday for my new private community called Show Up, where I help trainers, facilitators, and consultants land amazing opportunities through attraction marketing. So getting you better at building the marketing assets that you need to score some great gigs. That's why we chose to do this vocation, right? You can find out more about the Show Up community over at leannehughes.com forward slash invitation. Today's episode, I'm talking tactics again and really focusing around LinkedIn. LinkedIn, social media platform. I'm sure if you're listening in, you've got a profile on there. If not, what are you doing? Get on there. It's pretty awesome. But when I was working in corporate, I didn't really maximize LinkedIn. It was funny. My first job out of university was working for Accenture and we were told we had to get onto LinkedIn and we are actually uh, instructed into what to put in our profiles. And so that was really good. I think uh, what they relied on was LinkedIn as a tool to recruit people within our network. Because if you know someone within your network that you trust, that you know will deliver, that's a really handy uh, reference for HR in terms of you know, finding really great talent. So that's why they set that up, but also to promote Accenture as a company. So that was my first foray into LinkedIn. And I just thought of it as a business tool. Um, but I see it a bit differently now. Before I left corporate, all I was doing on LinkedIn was really just posting one weekly update about my podcast episode release and engaging a little bit, but I didn't really have too much time working in corporate to be on there and really posting. I guess that might be an excuse, but I really boosted my game since leaving. I actually, if I had to list... Uh, my hobbies, I would put posting on LinkedIn as one. I just really love the platform at the moment. Not at the moment, last, uh since being a solopreneur, I've just really enjoyed engaging with other people on there and really building networks. I don't view LinkedIn as a one, as a, as a sales funnel or a page for me but I view it as a way to build relationships and to cement what I'm thinking my thought leadership and I talked about that in episode one about showing up and the value of being consistent and where I've noticed that play out a lot is on LinkedIn where I'm posting every Monday to Friday Uh, well not this week because I've been podcasting and, and being a bit distracted with everything else that's going on but if I have that habit of posting on LinkedIn every day what I sort of refine is first of all the content that I'm attracted to, but also the content that people engage with. It's actually a really, really cool way to test ideas in a low-risk manner. I talked about agility yesterday and being lean. If you want to test an idea and see if people uh, jump onto it and are keen, why not just do a LinkedIn post, an article, something that's it's probably your best and easiest way to do some market research for your target audience if they are in that sort of professional industry. Another thing that I was kind of doing wrong on LinkedIn when I was just posting about the podcast was it was all about self-promotion. It was like, okay, here's Leanne's weekly podcast episode. Sure, I'd highlight the guest and what I learned, but it, that really was a self-promotion thing. And I bring in some philosophy of uh, Gary V. Gary Vaynerchuk, who I love to listen to in moderation. And he talks about the jab, jab, jab hook, as well as giving out a lot of your free content. And since listening to Gary V., my take on posting on LinkedIn has completely shifted. So a, a couple of things, so jab, 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 right hook. That's um, one of his books where he talks about just giving out amazing value, just give out value, 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 and then you're you get okay to ask your audience for something, uh, to offer something out, which is what I've done over the last couple of years. It was only probably this year where I actually started offering things like the first time facilitated bootcamp and now this private community called Show Up. I never monetized my audience. I was always just giving out free value just and listening to what you wanted so I could be of service. I was jab, jab, jabbing for a couple of years. And look, you don't have to do that. You don't need to jab for as long as I did. But I think it's a nice way of saying, hey, I'm here for you. Love hearing, uh, getting your messages, getting your voice notes when some content has really resonated that you've used in your workshop to make an awesome experience. That's the whole aim of the show as I keep talking about is to stamp out boring workshops forever. So Jab Jab Hook is one that's really good from Gary v. If you're If you're starting out, how about just delivering some free content that's useful for people. It can be a mix of being practical, something that's simple. And and, and often I find the things that I do in my business that are really obvious. In yesterday's podcast, I was talking about a tool called Otter.ai that Becky Hammond brought up in the Facebook Live. And what I've been doing recently is just walking around, talking to myself and getting that transcribed using Otter.ai on my phone. That's something that I take for granted, and I assume other people know about, but it's a few people have reached out and gone, oh, wow, what an awesome idea. So sometimes recognize that the, the your process, your way of working, we assume that other people know what that's like, and we don't think it's special, but it's amazing. A lot of the best posts that will the posts that have received the most engagement and have gone like almost viral on LinkedIn have been ones that have been pretty basic around the way that I work. Gary V also talks about sharing what's going on behind the scenes, sharing the creation process. And this links into that rapid prototyping I shared with you, Jenny Blake's podcast episode a couple of episodes ago, where it's all about just developing things in in relation to what the demand is. What I mean by that is if I'm writing, like if I was to write a book, I would actually start sharing um, photos of me at a cafe, writing the book. Um, draft ideas of the front cover even of titles so what I'm doing then it's a really awesome marketing tool is I'm getting people on board with the book writing process with me first of all that's great for accountability it's like oh wow Leanne's got a book now I've got to deliver this but the second thing is that you're getting curious like oh what's this book about rather than uh, keeping you away like just going backstage hiding writing the book and then walking out and going ta-da And there's been no hype created about it. And it's a new thing for me to actually think about when I am starting to brainstorm new ideas. I'm so in it, like I'm so into the the visual post-it notes and doing it. And then I think, oh, hang on one second. Let's take a photo of this. Let's do a quick boomerang of this process and upload it to LinkedIn or Instagram and share what I'm doing. And then people sort of ask questions and that helps you again refine your process and what you're doing too. So if you can, try to take whatever you're doing, whatever you're creating at the moment, get on the airplane, look down and think, oh, this could be worth sharing. So sharing that creation process. People love going behind the scenes. So there's a bit of content, a bit of a content strategy for you on LinkedIn is to share what's going on behind the scenes, but also position it in a way that it's useful for someone else. For example, when I shared my process of brainstorming, and my post-it notes out. I was using the Pomodoro technique and I was outdoors. So what I did was I shared the photo on LinkedIn of my post-it notes outside in the sun. In the text, I said, don't you hate it when you're trying to think about a new idea in front of a computer monitor, you get stuck. I realized, and then I just went on to talk about my process for getting unstuck. And everyone's like, oh, that's really helpful. So whatever you post, it's not self-serving. You have to think about the end user, the person that is reading the content and has to be useful or entertaining for them. And that's, I think, another thing about LinkedIn. It's such, honestly, sometimes I get on there and the content is so corporate and boring and lifeless. If you just put a bit of your uniqueness into it, you'll definitely go a lot further because I think we're all bored of scrolling our newsfeed and seeing the same corporate imagery and corporate speak. So that's that's probably the easiest way to stand out is just let let people behind the scenes, let them know what you're working on and how that's helpful for them. And just have a bit of fun as well. I mean, we're all trying to, I think as facilitators as well, we all want to make sure that people have an engaging workshop experience when they come in through our doors. So how can we express that energy and what we bring in workshops on a profile like like LinkedIn and not be influenced by all the boring stuff that's on there? Let's make it more fun. Maybe you're thinking, Leanne, what are you doing? You should head on to TikTok. LinkedIn shouldn't be like this. (laughs) But that's just my, my take on things. And I guess what I like to consume on any type of platform as well. Another key thing where I think we can use our facilitation now to make our LinkedIn posts better is to think of a low friction question to ask as well. What do I mean by that? Well, when you start a workshop, you're not going to ask a challenging question. You wanna ask something that's very simple for people to respond to. So it gets them engaged immediately. So probably the easiest way to do that. And I have to give kudos to Petra Zink who is a LinkedIn, who's just amazing. You need to follow her on LinkedIn, connect with her. She's been on the, the podcast before. Her tip is to give people options. Uh, so one post I did when I was waiting, I was about to catch a plane to Papua New Guinea and I put a, a photo of my coffee, my boarding pass and the question, would you prefer to sit on the aisle or the window, A or B? And it went crazy. Like it just went, it went nuts. Because you're giving people a couple of options. Same as our workshops. When we start our workshops, we ask some pretty low-risk questions, some really easy to answer, um, ones possibly closed. I usually start with a would-you-rather question because people are thinking A or B and they can answer immediately. So think about that when it comes to your LinkedIn or whatever content uh, platform that you're on. When you ask a question, make sure it's an easy one to, for people to to not think too hard about and to respond to. I think the coolest thing about LinkedIn, as I said, is not using it as a direct sales platform. Like I don't know about you, but I really don't like it when people are in my inbox just going, hey, here's my course. And I look at our message history. There's been none. I don't even know who this person is. Yes, we connected, but they're just going, hey, watch my webinar or watch read this article. It's like, who are you? I, I get really, uh, that's something that's triggered, that triggers me. It's kind of like the same in corporate when I'd have someone just email me out of the blue and go, I need this by tomorrow. And I've, I've ne- never even spoken to them before. Uh, that's kind of re- related to the R out of the scarf model, relatedness. Um, we perceive strangers as threats. So if a stranger then offers you something, you're like, hell no hell no. Okay. So what I suggest in that regard is let's, let's start building these relationships. If we are interested in someone, why not send them a message? And again, like Gary V says, jab, 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 just have a conversation with them. If you think you can explore, then maybe move it to a Zoom call. I'm going to share a lot of strategies on how we take relationships on LinkedIn and nurture them as part of the show up community. Because a major philosophy of, of, I guess, all the business that I've won as a solopreneur has been just based on relationships. And I like doing it in a way that isn't transactional as well, where it's not like, okay, I'm going to talk to you because you can do this for me. I think it's more about long term building relationships uh, without, again, any expectation. So, on that note, something I said yesterday on the call was hopping onto LinkedIn and giving someone a recommendation. If you have done that already, just send me a message on LinkedIn and let me know that you've done that. I'm super proud of you. Well done. That's a cool way to nurture relationship is just to show appreciation for someone else. And again, like all great facilitators do take the focus off you and onto your audience and the people that you want to work with. Okay. That's my so that's my tip for day five is just a bit more tactical stuff relating to LinkedIn. Keeping the questions that you ask on there really simple so people have direction and focus and how to answer and it doesn't take them too long to think about it so they don't write anything. And also inject a bit of your personality into your post because as we know, that, newsfeed can get pretty tedious at times. I hope this has helped you. I look forward to chatting to you tomorrow and that you're having a wonderful weekend. If you'd like to know more about the Show Up community, doors close on Tuesday and you can find info on that at leannehughes.com forward slash invitation. See you later.